Hello and welcome back to the TTP, to Tani Talks Parsha, the shir where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Here we are in Sefer Vayikra, making our way down Vayikra, down the Sefer, down the book of the wonderful Parshiot of the Torah. We're here in Parshat Mitzorah. Of course, talking about saras, talking about leprosy, talking about the idea, why does someone get saras? Why does someone get leprosy? Of course, everybody knows the main reason, one of the main averot, is because of Lashon Hara. And the person that has this, has to go through this purification process, has to go not to the doctor like we spoke about last week, but goes to the spiritual doctor, if you will, the Kohen. The Kohen has to cleanse him and the Kohen has to take care of him. The Kohen makes sure that he becomes pure. And in chapter 14 in Parak Yudalad, Pasuk Dalad in paragraph 4, in verse 4, it's talking about how the Kohen will command an order and take the person to be cleansed, to be made pure, made tahor, and has to take interesting things. He has to take live clean birds, a cedar stick, and a strip of crimson wool, and hyssop. So he takes the tziparim, the chayos tahoros, the eights, eras, ushnesa, laas, ve'ezov. The question is, why does he take these items, these seemingly strange, seemingly out there items, outlandish items to help this person become Tahoe, to help him become pure. Why? So, the sources of Chabad, the Rashi points out the, the, the birds can't have the fatal disease or injury. They have to be live. They have to be able to help the person live in the moment. It can't be an unclean bird, which is forbidden to be eaten. They need to be involved because lesions of saras come as a result of derogatory speech becomes of Lashon Hara. You speak evil, you speak ill of other people, which is done by chattering for his cleansing. Erechen 16b, Erechen Tetzayin, and Ahmed Bed points out the person is required to bring birds which twitter constantly with chirping sounds. And Lahab Dahab is not talking about the website Twitter, but the twittering of the birds. So that is why the person brings the birds which are constantly chirping with sounds. And you said sir, chirping sounds, twittering sounds, so we have to account for that. Mida Kanegamida, oftentimes in life, Hashem punishes us. Mida Kanegamida rewards us. Mida Kanegamida, we have to fix things. Mida Kanegamida, you've spoken away. Twittering sounds. We're going to bring a bird that's involved in twittering, chirping sounds. Why a cedar stick? Erechen 16a also points out that Zion Ahmed Aleph because lesions of Taras come because of haughtiness symbolized by the tall cedar. A person speaks ill, speaks bad of their fellows, speaks not nice of others around. They think they're haughty. They think they're tall. They think they're like a tree standing above everyone else. I'm better than you. You're worse than me. You know what happened to Johnny and his wife. You know that they can't afford their house anymore. You think you're so great. You think you're so egotistical. You're so haughty above everyone else standing in the trees while they're on the bushes looking down, judging them, talking about them to others. No way! Hashem will knock you down with the saras. God forbid we should ever know from such things. We should only know from good things. As we talked about last week, the solution, of course, is Ahabad Chinam Lashan Tov, speaking good. But when it comes to this person speaking Lashan Har, speaking evil, haughty person needs to bring that tall cedar, the cedar stick from the tall cedar. He acted in a haughty way. We're going to bring something from the tall cedar to account for that, to make up for that. Why the Shni Salas Ve'ezov? Why the strip of crimson wood and the hyssop? So Rashi points out from Tanchuma Gimel, 
What is the remedy that he may be healed of his saras? He must humble himself from his haughtiness, just as symbolized by the talas, a worm which infested the berries from which the crimson dye was extracted to color wool, and the lowly hyssop, this person has to humble himself, has to go away from that haughtiness, has to bring himself down, understanding he is no better than anyone else. He is no greater than anyone else. Everyone has something to contribute. Everyone has something to give to the Jewish people, to those around us. Understand he has to go through the remedy. He has to bring that bird which was twittering and chirping. He has to bring that cedar stick which was haughty, the tall cedar. He has to bring that crimson and the hyssop to make sure he's like the worm all the way down, the lowly hyssop. The cedar stick is a stick of cedar wood, as the Torah's Conan points out. In the strip of crimson wool, it is a tongue-like strip of wool dyed crimson, as pointed out from Torah's Conan. So Hashem has that this person goes about the process, goes about the technique, goes about the items in a way that could make him be humbled, that can make him go down from his arrogance to re- realize the error of his ways, to understand we have to speak in a better way. And of course, if we all would be involved in Ahavad Chinam, loving one another baselessly, just because we're fellow Jews, fellow human beings, and being involved in Lashantov, talking well, talking good about other people, looking for the good in other people, being Dambakavschus, judging favorably, looking for the benefit of the doubt, in any situation, finding the good in any situation, the world would be much better overall. We want to understand the proper appreciation of humble appreciation. We have to understand ourselves, understand our qualities. That's not to say that we can't appreciate any qualities or any any talents or any specific strengths that we have. Of course, we have to do that, but it has to be done in the proper way. The sources from Chabad also point out the Medrash Ten Chumas says when it says cedar wood, wood and hyssop from Yedaladal because he exalted himself like the cedar like Rashi points out he should humble himself like a grass. If he exalted himself like the tree he exalted himself all the way up into the tree all the way up a cedar standing tall the remedy has to be the opposite. He has to humble himself like a grass. Rambam points out when it comes to doing tshuva, you have to go about it in a way where you recognize what you did wrong, you understand what you did wrong, you talk about how the future you're going to be better, and then when you're in the same situation, you stand up and you don't fall. You go by McDonald's, you smell it, and you love the smell, and you keep smelling and smelling and smelling. Next time you walk by McDonald's, don't smell it, don't walk by it, and make sure to avoid it. Somebody really loves to loves to overstuff himself and makes himself so sick he misses minion or something like that. The next time he has the craving to stuff himself, don't stuff yourself. And then you could understand that you could withstand that test, whatever it may be. For any single person, of course, we all have to work on our midot, our traits. That's the main aspect of why we're here in Olam Hazet, to work on ourselves. We have to fight the Yitzhahara every day. It wants to overtake us. The Gemara tells us, the sources tell us. So we have to stand up and fight and destroy it every day. So if a person exalts himself like a cedar, the opposite is the solution. He should humble himself like a grass. 
he should humble himself like a grass. And we talked about last week also, if the problem with destroying the base of English, one of the reasons was sinat chinam, then the opposite must be the solution, as the commentators have pointed out way before me, I believe the Chavitz Chaim, avad chinam would be the solution, loving everyone baselessly. Lashon tov would be the solution instead of lashon hara. Motzi shem tov would be the solution instead of motzi shem ra. Instead of talking evil, bringing out evil in your friend, in those around you, bring out the good. Do the good. Look for the good. Bring out only good aspects of those around you. You have the ability to bring out good or bad in every person you interact with. You have the ability to make a good impression in every single person that you interact with. You have the ability to talk with every single person you interact with. And if we can do it in a good interaction, in a proper interaction, then we can actually make the world a better place. So if he exalts himself like a cedar, talking lush and hara, talking motzi, shemra, rechilas, nasty business, the best thing to go is the opposite, going about good business, good talk, and talking good, looking for good in those around us. The Hasidic masters point out, if the point is that he should show humility, why does he bring both a cedar and a hyssop? Maybe just the cedar, or maybe just the hyssop. Why does he bring both? The true meaning of humility, and that is the key point to think about, the true meaning of humility, humble appreciation, appreciating humility in its grandeur in the right way, the true meaning of humility is not to be broken and not to be bowed, but to be humble even as one stands up straight and tall. The true meaning of humility is not to be broken and bowed, but to be humble even as one stands straight and tall. That means that a person should understand they have greatness within them. It means a person should understand they have talents within them. You don't think Moshe Rabbeinu knew he was the greatest prophet to ever live? You don't think Moshe Rabbeinu knew that he was the only one that spoke upon him, upon him, God directly to Moshe as of looking through a clear glass and being wide awake? You don't think he knew that? You don't think he understood that? When the Jewish people sinned, Moshe understood he had a very high holy level. He had to cover his face. He had to put a karen part on. He had to put a mask on. And then he would take off the mask and put on the mask. His face shone and radiated brightness and radiated kodosh to be truly holy. He knew that. He understood that, but he didn't become arrogant. In fact, Moshe Rabbeinu is described as the most humble person to ever live. You know, he, Anav Mikal Adam, Moshe was the most humble. If he was the greatest person, how could it be he was the most humble person? But that's the point. The greatest person understands how minuscule they really are in the world compared to Hashem and everything around him. The greatest person understands that he's so much more he has to do. There's so much greatness around him. There's so much distance between him and Hashem. And we are working it every day. But a truly great person can be the truly humble person. Because in the greatness you recognize it comes from Hashem. Hashem gives it to you. True humbleness doesn't mean not acknowledging your gifts, not acknowledging your talents, not acknowledging your amazing abilities or capabilities. It means utilizing them on the right path, in the right way to make a difference in the world, but not becoming arrogant about it and not becoming full of yourself about it, but understanding that you use it for the right purpose. If I believe 
myself that I love audio, that I love radio, I love podcasting, and I would love to be live on the radio. If I believe these things, I don't become arrogant because of it. I can't become arrogant because of it. I have to utilize this ability, utilize this capability in myself to spread Torah, to talk Torah, whether it be this Parsha show or our life show or the OT show or the Daf show or the Pikayava show. We give five ways. I try to give five ways to give audio bursts to uplift the life of those around us. They're all hosted by JewishPodcast.fm and on the Naki Radio channel and Baruch Hashem, the Parsha show is on Nacham Siegel Network. Wonderful, wonderful ways we could try to be involved. But if a person is an excellent writer, it doesn't mean that they become arrogant and say, I am the best writer in history. No one compares to me. No one is like me. I am the best. It's understanding, even though I'm a great writer... I'm still really humble because it all comes from Hashem and I only have to do to put the pen to the paper to write the written, written word to make a difference in the world, to do good in the world. Understanding humble appreciation, understanding your life, understanding what you're supposed to do here, how you're supposed to help the world, not talking ill of others, not using the wonderful, beautiful gift of speech to negate others, to downtrod others, to put others down. But it's to uplift others, to find the good in others, to do good for others. So we have to do the opposite. Someone was really arrogant talking down on someone else. He has to go the opposite. Make himself humble. Humble himself. Really appreciate humility. But it doesn't mean that if a person in life is able to do something, that guy is amazing with numbers. He's awesome. But do you know he's also the most down-to-earth person you'll ever meet? He doesn't let the greatness get to his head. That is a great person. That is a really awesome person, down to earth. You could talk to him. Even though he made it big, he still lives in a modest house. I love hearing stories where people have millions, but they actually live in a very modest house, not wasting it on acreage, not wasting it on a mansion. What's the point? You need three rooms for every kid? So even if a person has four, five, six, seven, eight kids or whatever, you don't need to give them three rooms per kid. You could have a normal house. It's not a crime for kids to share rooms. I actually am a fan of it, of course. But we have to make sure to do things. So if a person can live a humble life, I never knew that they actually had a ton of money. You would never know from the humble house they have. They have a five-bedroom, four-bedroom house, regular kitchen, living, dining room, maybe a den on the on the bottom. But they make a lot of money, but they use it for good purposes. They sponsor a lot of things. They give a lot of tzedakah. They're involved in a lot of chesed. He doesn't have 16 cars. He has one or two cars, and he actually drives a Civic, even though he's a millionaire. Why? Maybe he does it to humble himself, understanding that the greatness... The, the ability to be great and the ability to be successful comes from Hashem. Understanding that it really comes from Hashem. It's all from Hashem. So a humble appreciation, understanding your gifts, understanding yourself, not talking bad about others, means you can utilize your talents and appreciate your talents, but not become arrogant because of them. In fact, Rabbanim of Peshischa talks about the Gemara in Sanhedrin, 37a, Lamed Zayin Ahmed Al talks about how a person should have two pockets in his coat. One should contain the Talmudic saying that a person is commanded to maintain, for my sake was the world created. Hashem made the world just for me. Hashem created the world just for me. That's one saying he should have in his pocket. But at the same time, in the second pocket, he must have. Keeping the verse from Bereshis, Perak Yudchet, Pasuk Chav Zayin, V'ani Afar V'efer, I am but dust and ashes. 
I am only Dustin Ashes, Avram being an amazing character, one of my favorite characters in the whole Tanakh, up there with Eliyahu and other characters, David. Avram was a great person, was full of chesed, but he knew that he was dust and ashes. Also, Aaron and Moshe say, What are we? What are we? We're just here to do the will of Hashem. We're just agents. We're just here to bring the Jewish people out and to take them into the desert and lead them on the way. Understanding there's the twofold approach. Humble appreciation. You can have talents. Hashem made the world for you. You're supposed to make the world a better place. But understanding you're really a peon in the system. You're really a small being compared to the great galaxy, the great world that is around us. I am but dust and ashes. If a person could go through their life, a person could understand that they have greatness within them, but not become arrogant because of that greatness, then a person can really push themselves to try to get a lot of things done in this world. We're here to make a difference. We have to understand there was never a person exactly like you. Right now, there is no person exactly like you, even if you have an identical twin. And in the future... There will be no one exactly like you. You have the capability in this time, in the history and the future of the world, you're at a crossroads to make a difference. Don't become arrogant because of your words. Don't become arrogant because of your works. Don't become arrogant because of what you do in this life. Understand that you're just a small minuscule speck in the history of the world and compared to the galaxy and Hashem's existence. But we still have to do what we can to make a difference in the world, to do good in the world. If we were able to be involved in Ahavat Chinam, in Lashon Tov, speaking good, doing good, being involved in Chesed, being involved in Torah and Mitzvot and Torah learning every single day, that would be an awesome thing to have. We would have a wonderful world. I could do as much as I can cooking for people and doing the shows and giving for people and giving free books from our free lending library in our house. But I have to not let it affect me. I can't let myself become arrogant. Oh, he's so cool. He's awesome. He does so much. He, he's really great. Don't let any comments get to your head. Don't let your own comments get to your head. Don't let your own Yetzirah get in your head. Don't let it try to push you down. Don't let it try to knock you down. We have the ability in this world to do so much wonderful things. We have a talent. We have a capability. We have to use it in the right approach. I've talked about many times how if you have a pension for numbers, why are you working with animals, for example? If you love trains and you're really good at trains, why are you a school teacher teaching art and you really don't like it? You have to go in the path that you're supposed to be, you're meant to be. Shem gives everyone an ability, a talent, a capability to get things done in this world, but not to be arrogant because of it, to become humble because of it. The, the Mitzorah, the one who's involved in having Saras, has to learn to not be arrogant, to be humbled. And the things he brings, the cedar, the hyssop, everything involved in his purification process is supposed to teach him that to make him understand that he was talking like a twitter, talking like a chirping sound. He was involved in too much haughtiness with the cedar stick, the tall cedar. He was involved in in too much haughtiness and he has to make himself be like a strip of crimson wool and hyssop. Make himself be more humbled. Understand we're no better than anyone else. We have to contribute what we can to the world but we can't let anything affect us in a negative way even if we're wildly successful even if we're able to get 
a lot of things done this world. Do not let it get to our head. Have a humble appreciation for your talents. A humble appreciation for what you have in your life. As Pergavos teaches us, Ezehu Ashir HaSameach Bechalkom from Peragdal, Mishnah Al, from Ben Zoma. A lot of interesting things he teaches us. We have to understand and be rich and, uh, and content in everything that we have. If we could go about really understanding and internalizing the lessons of the Mitzorah, the things that the Mitzorah would have to bring, the person involved in Saras, the Kohen helping him to be purified, the, the item specifically showing himself how to humble himself, how to make himself be involved in humility. If a person can understand that and be involved in talking good, doing good, having a basis love for all people, at the same time being humble but understanding and recognizing your talents, understanding that you have what you can do in this world. Rabbi Feinstein for sure knew he was the God of Ador. Rabbi Sachs knew he was a great leader. They all knew they were a great leader, but they didn't let affect them. They didn't let their pride get to them. They didn't let any arrogance get to them. We're able to be involved. Don't exalt yourself like a cedar. Humble yourself like a grass. Show humility. True humility is not to be broken and bowed, but to understand, even as you stand straight and tall, even as you accomplish to be humble, understanding to have the two pockets, the two sayings, even though the world was created for my sake and I could do greatness in this world, I still have to remember I am but dust and ashes. If we could remember, internalize the le- the lessons of the Mitzorah, internalize the ideas that we shouldn't be arrogant, but we should still accomplish. We shouldn't be full of ourselves, but we should still have humility and still be humble. Maybe in that way we could finally make a difference in this world. We could finally bring peace to this world. We could finally make a world that is full of wonderfulness, full of ahavat chinam, full of lashon tov, have a humble appreciation for all of our aspects, for all of our talents. And maybe in that way we could finally be zelcheh for Mashiach to come, Eliyahu Anami to come, and for the third base of English to be speedily built in our days. And may that day finally be today. Join us next time as we talk the TTP, the Parsha of the Week, with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.